Welcome to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. I'm Tanae Stewart, the Witch of Lupin Hollow, and a self-love and empowerment coach. I'm here to help you embody simplicity in your spiritual practice and to feel confident bringing empowering magic and rituals into your real daily life. Join me each week for practical insights on the seasons and the stars. Welcome back to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. I'm Tanae Stewart, your host, and I'm excited to talk today about some tips on celebrating the three harvest festivals. So we just celebrated Lamas. Uh, I'm recording this at the beginning of August 2020, and we are now heading into the harvest season, even though it still feels like summer for the most part. So I wanted to talk about how these three different festivals in August, September, and October tie together and how they are so, so important to our seasonal celebration and to our practice as witches. So first and foremost, I just want to go over what are the three harvest festivals? What are they all about? When do they take place? Why do we celebrate them? Uh, and then I'm going to share some ideas for actually celebrating them in your own practice. So there are actually eight sabbats or pagan festivals um, that divide the year into essentially six week increments uh, and they divide the year up into the seasons. So there's essentially two sabbats per season, uh, but we have three that are considered harvest festivals, uh, one of which is, you know, technically in summer, Lamas, uh, but, you know, harvest season and fall and autumn are so important to the witchcraft experience that, you know, we kind of, we steal one away from summertime. <laughs> so the eight pagan sabbats include the solstices and equinoxes, and then they also include four other days, which are called the cross quarter days or the fire festivals. These four celebrations come specifically from Celtic heritage and from Celtic paganism. Um, so they are specific to the Celtic traditions, but there are examples of similar types of celebrations, especially for some of the days, especially for Samhain, which we'll talk about in this episode, um, in lots of different places in the world. So, you know, if you're not of Celtic origin and you don't really want to celebrate the Celtic festivals, you know, do some research. You can definitely find, you know, similar seasonal kinds of celebrations in lots of different cultures in lots of different places. But the eight pagan sabbats that we talk about as being, you know, witchcraft festivals or Wiccan festivals um, are specifically Celtic, uh, which is why they are specific to the Northern Hemisphere. So I always like to talk about, you know, what is happening in the Southern Hemisphere and, you know, how the sabbats mirror each other, the first four mirror the second four. Um, and that they are reversed in the Northern and Southern hemispheres. But it is important to remember and to understand that they are of Celtic origin. And so they are essentially based in the Northern hemisphere, you know, weather patterns um, and harvest celebrations, you know, when certain things would be harvested in the Northern hemisphere. So good things to think about and to remember. So what are the three harvest festivals? So the first is Lamas. It's also called Lunasa. 
um, which takes place on August 1st each year. And it takes place during Leo season in the Northern Hemisphere. So Lamas is always celebrated during Leo season. Um, Leo is one of the fixed signs if you're into astrology like me, if you're an astro nerd. Um, the fixed signs are where all of the cross quarter and fire festivals happen, um, which is interesting because they always they all take place on a specific day. Um, unlike the solstices and equinoxes, which shift around from year to year, which day they're actually taking place on. So that's kind of an interesting tie-in with the astrology uh, that, you know, astrology and the seasons and the moon phases as well are all very, very intricately connected to one another. So Lamas always takes place during Leo season, which also means that it always takes place within a couple weeks of the new moon in Leo and the full moon in Aquarius. So interesting little tidbits of how all of these different natural cycles are connected to one another. Now, of course, in the Southern Hemisphere, Lamas, the first harvest festival, would be celebrated on February 1st and during Aquarius season. Um, but it's essentially the same thing because it then takes place near the new moon in Aquarius and the full moon in Leo. So, you know, although the Northern and Southern Hemispheres experience the festivals and the sabbats, in reverse, they're always taking place essentially in similar energies astrologically. So Lamas is the first harvest festival. It takes us into August, takes us into the end of summer, um, and it's really the harvest, agriculturally speaking, of corn, grain, and vegetables. So this is the time of year when those of us who have gardens are overrun with tomatoes and squash and whatnot. Um, it's also the time of year when you know, farmers start to harvest the corn and the grain. Um, so it's important to remember that these festivals are based in the ancient agricultural experiences of our Celtic ancestors. So these are the sorts of things that they would have been doing at this time of year. But, you know, it can sometimes be hard to relate to. So I'm going to explain what each of the three harvest festivals represents. But bear with me because there's 21st century experiences that are relevant to all of these, even though we don't have the same agricultural experience necessarily that our ancestors did. So the second harvest festival is called Maybon, or I just like to call it the autumn equinox. This festival takes place around September 20th. Like I said, the solstices and equinoxes shift around. They're usually anywhere between the 20th to the 23rd of their particular month, um, but somewhere around the 20th. And the autumn equinox is always the first day of Libra season. So the solstices and equinoxes each take place not in the middle of a season, but right when the sun moves into the next sign, moves into the cardinal signs, actually. So when the sun moves from Virgo into Libra, that's when we have the autumn equinox. Now, in the southern hemisphere, this would be actually the reverse, right? So it would happen around March 20th, and it would be the first day of Aries season. Now, the autumn equinox is, like I said, the second harvest festival. And this is sort of like when we're in the most traditional experience of harvest time, right? This is when we have the harvest of squash and pumpkins and apples and, and all these different sorts of things. Um, you know, this is probably our most traditional of the three harvest festivals. The autumn equinox is also kind of colloquially known as the witch's Thanksgiving, which I absolutely love. I think it's just such a perfect 
perfect encapsulation of what this sabbat is all about. You know, it's very much about the gratitude of abundance. You know, our ancestors at this time of year in late September would have been not only harvesting the last of the, the vegetables and the grains and the squash and all these things, but they would have been celebrating the abundance because harvest time means, you know, this is when we're bringing in all of the abundant food and crops that we've grown all year that we're now going to store up for the winter. And so September is sort of like, you know, it's definitely fall, we're out of summer, but we're not into the cold, cold days of, of winter or even of late fall just yet. Um, and so this is really a very celebratory time. And because it's happening during Libra season um, or near the full moon in Libra in the Southern Hemisphere, it's also about relating. You know, it's very much about gathering and relating to other people and being, being in celebration with them. So this is such an interesting one. I really love the autumn equinox. I love all of them, let's be real. <laughs> then finally we have Samhain or Halloween. So Samhain takes place on October 31st. It is again one of the cross quarter or fire festival days, which means it takes place during a fixed season, which is Scorpio season. Samhain always takes place during Scorpio season. Um, in the Southern hemisphere, it takes place on May 1st and during Taurus season. And Samhain is definitely the most famous witches festival. Um, it's also the final harvest festival. So Samhain, of course, is the ancestor of Halloween. And it's the most magical day of the year, essentially, is what it boils down to. Samhain is, in, it's just incredibly magical. It's when we really connect with our inner witch. You know, Scorpio is the sign of the witch. Um, it's also the sign of the underworld and of Persephone and of shadow work and all of these things. So there are certain things that we are still harvesting at that time of year, right? We're starting to bring in the pomegranate harvest for one thing. I happen to have a pomegranate bush in my backyard, so I know this, um, which is certainly relevant because Persephone, when she descends into the underworld um, with Hades, she eats six pomegranate seeds, and this is what traps her in the underworld for six months out of the year. Um, definitely related. So Samhain and Scorpio season, you know, they're just very, very potently magical times of the year. Um, but in terms of the harvest, I think sometimes we kind of forget that Samhain is still a harvest festival. Yes, we're bringing in, you know, certain, certain final crops that are coming in. Um, but traditionally, ancestrally, Samhain was the blood harvest, which sounds so dramatic. Um, but what that really meant was that this was the time of year when hunters would go out and, you know, collect meat. They would go hunting to bring in meat for the winter. This was when they would store up and stock up on all of the food that they needed to make it through the winter months. Um, because we're right at the end of October, you know, we're still in fall, but we're heading deep into the winter months. So the blood harvest sounds very dramatic, but it has, you know, a ancestrally and historically a pretty simple meaning. Um, but I also love to think of this as being very connected to our literal blood, right? We're very connected to our ancestors at this time of year. Samhain is very connected to ancestor worship in quite a few different places around the world, which is interesting because, you know, it's one thing to have a festival in one area and it's localized. But when we have a festival that sees similar themes be repeated all over the world, like 
probably reinforces that, you know, those themes are probably pretty true and pretty accurate. And one of the things that we see around late October, early November, in many places around the world are these ancestor festivals of connecting with our ancestors, of inviting them to cross back over to visit us. Um, and so it's believed You'll hear witches say a lot that Samhain is when the veil between worlds is at its thinnest, which sounds also so dramatic. And it is actually, this one actually is dramatic. At Samhain, it's believed that the veil between our world and the next world or our world and the spirit world becomes thin and the spirits can cross back over and visit us. And so there are lots of cultures where, you know, we put out photos of our ancestors at this time of year. Um, you know, that's a common practice, especially in Mexico. And there's lots of different ways that we can connect with the magic of this day. But I just love the idea that, you know, we're connecting back to our own blood, back to our own roots um, during this final harvest festival. Okay, so those are the three harvest festivals, but what do they actually mean when you are not an ancient pagan living in an agricultural society? So these three festivals and all of the pagan festivals are still relevant in the 21st century and relevant to our experience, but they can often take on more of a metaphorical meaning. So yes, we are literally harvesting, you know, many of us witches, we like to have our gardens, even if it's just in pots on the balcony, right? So we, you know, we may actually be harvesting certain things, but we're also harvesting our metaphorical rewards. This is when we are harvesting the rewards of our manifestations of the spiritual growth that we've done over the course of the year. Um, you know, depending on your own relationship with the seasons, you know, you may feel like, you know, the new year in January is not really your the beginning of your year. Um, but regardless, since the winter, we have been growing in our in our own ways and on our own paths. And so this is really the time of year when we sort of like evaluate everything that has happened so far this year and we harvest what has come to fruition. Um, this is really a time August through October really a time of celebration, abundance, and of preparing for the hibernation of winter. Now, even if you are not a summer person like me, even if you prefer fall like me, even if you love cozy, rainy, cold winter days like me, even though we are heading into the time of year that we love the most, we're still looking back. It's always, always a time of reflection. Um, I find that a lot of witches, though certainly not all by any means, but a lot of witches have a fall rising sign. So they'll have their rising sign in Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, or maybe even Sagittarius. I happen to be a Virgo rising myself. So this is the time of year when we are most lit up as it's towards the beginning of our personal cycle. So I have a, a whole system of how we relate to the seasons based on our rising signs. So I hear a lot from people who have like a spring or summer sun sign that, you know, they feel like they should connect more with that particular season, but that they love fall. And so often I find that those people have a Virgo, Libra or Scorpio rising sign or even Sagittarius which is heading into the winter. And so the reason is that we are lit up at this time of year because we're starting over. The sun is heading into our first house and you know we're, we're starting our personal year. 
Um, and so even though, you know, this is a time of preparing for hibernation, a lot of times I think the reason why there are three fall festivals and only one summer festival um, are because, you know, witches love fall. We love this time of year. We feel empowered this time of year. We feel lit up this time of year. And so, you know, it's not a universal truth, not by any means, but I find that it, it is common. It's often that, you know, witches are, feel so connected to this time of year because, you know, it is about magic. It is about going within. It is about the shadow work and the underworld and, and sort of like all the payoff, you know, like we've done all of this work all year long and now we get to go back inside our our dark little caves and we get to hibernate and we love that we love to hibernate so it's sort of interesting because you know although fall is closing out the cycle it's bringing us into winter time um, it's still a time of year that i think really really resonates with so many of us as witches so how do we actually celebrate this time of year, right? So, okay, our ancestors were burning wicker effigies and they were harvesting grain and, you know, all of these different, all these different ancient festivals, but how do we actually celebrate it in the 21st century? So I wanted to share some ideas for each of the three sabbats and how you can kind of connect with them authentically in your real life, because I think that bringing all of these themes and these celebrations into our real daily lives is such a powerful and important way to ground ourselves in the seasons and to really mark the passage not only of time but of growth you know the the festivals the sabbats are agricultural in nature and there is so there's so many great layers of metaphor there for us you know that okay yes we we plant seeds in the, the spring and then they grow in the summer and we harvest them in the fall and the earth dies again in the winter. But that's true of our own cycles as well. You know, whether or not you love fall, whether or not you love winter, we're still going through those cycles and we're still reflecting back on how much have we grown since last winter or since last fall. Um, and so, you know, this time is such a powerful period in the year to look back to reflect and to say you know look how far i have come especially when we start to feel in you know july and august like we haven't really done anything like the year's going to be over before we know it but that's usually not true you know when we really reflect back we can find so much growth that we've done so for lamas in august the themes of lamas are really about relaxation it's about fun it's about just having like a chill, relaxing celebration. Um, my personal Lamas celebration this year consisted of a spontaneous beach trip, um, which was absolutely beautiful. It was a really hot day, and so we drove out to the ocean and just sat on the beach, and it was cool, and oh, it was so beautiful. Um, and then we came home, and we barbecued chicken, and my boyfriend made homemade pesto, and I made homemade rosemary cornbread with honey herb butter, and it was so freaking delicious. Like, we just had this lovely, you know, homegrown uh, feast, and I went out and picked tomatoes from the garden, and it was just, it's very relaxing. Lamas is a time to kick back and really enjoy the last days of summer. You know, it's about those summer harvests. 
It's about sort of like the things that we get to harvest and enjoy right now. You know, Lamas is not about stocking up for the winter. It's about being in our abundance and being in our fullest self right now um, and being able to just enjoy that. You know, there's so much to be gained from looking at the astrological placements of each festival. And Lamas happens in Leo season. You know, Lamas and Leo season are about fun. They're about relaxing and about just being present and being in the moment. Leo is the ruler of the heart. You know, Lamas is about really coming into our heart space and and just being in this moment and being okay with chilling out and enjoying the moment. Leo and Lamas are really about pleasure and enjoyment. You know, this is not the time to worry about the future. This is not the time to worry too much and reflect too much on the past. It's about we're we're here now. This is the space we're in and, you know, we're going to enjoy it and it's okay to enjoy it. And in fact, it's necessary that we enjoy it. Then, you know, six weeks goes by and we head into the autumn equinox. So as I explained at the beginning of the episode, the autumn equinox always happens on the first day of Libra season. So, you know, Libra season and Libra as a sign is really about relationships in every way and about beauty. Um, It's, you know, very much about celebrating and honoring the things that we find beautiful. And so I find that there's a lot of gratitude tied up in Libra, that Libra really appreciates things. Um, You know, Libra appreciates beauty, Libra appreciates art, Libra appreciates conversation and good food and, and having the people that they love around them. And so, you know, this is why the autumn equinox is called the witch's thanksgiving it's a time for gathering it's a time for gratitude um it's also a time for abundance you know this is the the second harvest festival this is when we're harvesting pumpkins and apples and you know we really have that kind of classic traditional experience of autumn um, and of the harvest and so you know having a Thanksgiving celebration is a perfect way to celebrate the autumn equinox in the 21st century. That, you know, this is a time to come together with the people that you love, whether that's on Zoom in 2020 or in person if you can. Um, It's about, you know, giving giving thanks and giving gratitude, sharing what you're thankful for. Um, you know, kind of all the traditional like American Thanksgiving traditions you can do at the autumn equinox too or instead. Um, you know, a lot of witches I know choose not to celebrate Thanksgiving in November and instead celebrate it at the equinox. Um, you know, this is really just a time for food, for conversation, and for being with the people that you love. These rituals for, or, you know, however you celebrate these festivals do not need to be complicated and I believe should not be complicated. You know, you can do all the fancy magical workings that you want and that's great in your, in your rituals, but I think it's so important to ground these celebrations in reality as well. You know, that like we can do magic, we can do, you know, powerful, have magical experiences and those things are important, especially at Samhain, especially during Scorpio season. But, you know, there's also such a powerful way to kind of like celebrate all of them in the moment, in in our real lives, you know, and not have them be sort of part of this separate spiritual existence. You know, it doesn't have to be separate from your real life. 
So then, of course, we have Samhain in October. And Samhain is sort of the, the one that breaks that rule of being practical. You know, there are certainly practical ways to celebrate Samhain, but Samhain is the time to break out all the magic. You know, this is the shadow work, the ancestor work. Um, you can create an ancestor altar, or you can actually, you know, call in your ancestors, or work with spirits, or do a seance, or, you know, magical workings of all kinds. Um, and definitely all the shadow work. Like shadow work is the biggest way to celebrate Sao. And this is the time to do those deep, deep reflections, to look back on the year, to think about how you've grown, where you've come from, and you know, where you want to go. It's not really about setting intentions, it's more about like saying, okay, this is where I was, this is where I am now, this is the growth I've done in between, and this is the distance between where I am now and where I still want to be. Um, and just sort of sitting with that, being with that. It's not about setting a goal or, or making a plan. You know, it's just like being with that and knowing that there is more growing to do um, and that you have the power within you to do that growth, um, to experience that growth. Now, practically speaking, of course, Samhain is a really fun one. This is the time to, you know, watch all your witchy movies and carve jack-o'-lanterns and and get dressed up and, and wear a mask or whatever, you know, Samhain, there is definitely an element of fun here. There's an element of play, um, but it's also very connected to and tied up in the true deeper magic and deeper meaning of the season that, you know, Samhain is a truly magical day and we want to honor that, you know, we don't want to just have the play. We want to really honor that this is a celebration, but it's also it's also very magical, it's also very potent. And so, you know, we don't wanna overlook the potency either. You know, so Samhain is really, there's a balance to be struck there between the magic and the darkness and the, the fun of Halloween and the sense of play. And I really, this witch believes that you really can strike that balance. You know, some people are sort of offended by, you know, Halloween being commercialized. I don't have a problem with that. You know, I think that Although Samhain is a very powerful, very potent, very magical day, that, that doesn't mean we can't also have fun. Um, you know, I think that our ancestors don't just want to come back and, you know, talk about serious stuff. They want to enjoy life for a day. So, you know, there's lots of different ways to look at it, but that's how I like to look at it. So those are my tips for celebrating the three harvest festivals of Lamas, the Autumn Equinox, and Samhain. Let me know how you are celebrating them. Um, you know, if this is your first time, what are you thinking about doing? Or if you're an experienced witch, how do you love to celebrate these three every year? Um, you know, what are your, your favored traditions and your beloved traditions? Definitely share those with me. I would love to hear about them. Come and share in my free Facebook group, the Empowered Modern Witches Group. Um, you can join for free. Come and join us. And it's an amazing community of thousands of witches who, you know, just love practicing magic simply and really embodying and honoring the, the beautiful, powerful magic that we can have in our real daily lives through the seasons, through the moon phases, through astrology, um, through magic. So come and join us and share in the free group how you're celebrating Lamas, the Equinox, and Samhain this year. 
And if you want to join me for live rituals for all of these sabbats and all the other sabbats during the year, you can also come and join me in the Starlight Coven, which is $49.95 per month. Uh, and we do a live ritual for every sabbat, super fun. I pull cards, we do meditations together, all sorts of things. Um, and you get a beautiful digital magazine every month that talks about the current sabbat and season, the current moon phases, how those moon phases are showing up for you. If you've ever wondered, you know, how does the newer full moon impact you personally, um, as well as all the astrological transits. So you get to really get deep and intimate with your own astrological chart. Super, super fun um, and lots to do with the seasons, including the rituals and the magazines. So there's a link for the free group in the description of this episode and a link to join me in the Starlight Coven. And I will see you in both groups very soon. I'll see you for our next ritual.